Welcome to Future Docs Podcast. My name is Dr. Pedram Mizani. I'm a family physician and the chief clinical officer at AC Medical and the co-host of Future Docs Podcast. And I'm your guest co-host, Dr. Michelle Parisi, a career development intern at AC Medical. As always, we invite you to watch the video version of this podcast by visiting youtube.com forward slash acmedicalorg. Today's episode, episode 38, is finalizing your ERAS application and what comes next. Dr. Mazzani, you've been through this about 20 seasons. Walk us through what an applicant needs to do at this point. Uh, Dr. Parisi, it has been 20 years since I first uh, started getting involved in ERAS application. It was my own application uh, to be exact. And so seen a lot of changes over the years. And typically at this point about, you know, just a few days before you're about to certify your application. And this year it happens to be September 29th rather than September 15th. You're constantly worried about whether your letters of recommendation are going to be competitive enough, whether your personal statement is got a, an appropriate story to tell based on the specialty that you're applying to, whether your MSBE is, is uh, consistent with your, with your transcripts and, and whether all of the answers that you put into your ERAS application are going to be something that you can defend in an interview. And that's how you should be feeling right now is, am I able to sustain a consistent uh, messaging both in my ERAS application across all of my submitted documents and can I defend everything in an interview and can I defend it post interview? And so that's the way that you have to approach finalizing your ERAS application. And it takes a lot of experience to do that. And since you've not done this before, or you may have done it before and not been successful, then there are certainly not really good solid examples for you to base your next steps on and your blueprint off of. And that's why it's so important that at AC Medical, we offer a first impression 60 second review of your entire residency application right before you're ready to submit. And this is a culmination of everything that we've worked on with our member in combining their personal statement with their ERS application, with their letters of recommendation, with their MSPE, with their interview skills. We combine everything together and then we help them put a package together. And once we look at the entire application package and within 60 seconds, if you can maintain my interest for more than 60 seconds in that application, then that application is most likely ready to be certified. And if not, uh, we'll provide you feedback on what needs to be done so that you can go ahead and change it in the final few hours before you certify your application for September 29th application download. All right, so uh, just some final uh, final thoughts about, as I'm finalizing my application, uh, how do I include items like a future rotation that I'll be doing a month after I've already certified? Great question. So. That's, that's right. There is going to be a gap between September 29th and third Monday of March. And how do you keep that uh, when ERAS doesn't allow you to make any changes to your certified application? So your question is very appropriate. Where do I put future rotations? And our recommendation and based on ERAS's recommendation is anything you put in your ERAS application, you have to be able to defend it. So if you are starting a rotation, let's say in September, but it is not ending in, until uh, October, November, or December, then you have a start date of September, and then the end date could be in the future. And you just very clearly in the description, you say you know what, what it was. For those rotations that are taking place in, let's say, November, December, or January, uh, but you began the block of rotations 
in September, then you pick September as the start date, and then you pick January, whenever the end date of that last clinical block is, you put that there. And in the description, you have to be very, very descript that what each one of the blocks are, and that you were unable to pick the appropriate start date for each one of these experiences because of the limitations of when the start date can be in, in my ERAS. Uh, so as long as you're very clear about it and you can defend what you've said, then you're in a good shape. Wow, I never would have thought of that. that that's a very good idea. Now, if I have an LOR from that rotation, how would I uh, assign that? So if you haven't assigned four letters of recommendation already to the programs that you've applied to, you can go back and assign new letters of recommendation to programs that you've applied to. Okay. For ERAS uh, supplemental applications, I did not make the cut off for September 19th. How bad is it if I uh, delay by a week? So if you delay supplemental application by a week, let's say rather than September 19th, you have it ready by September 26th. That means that your supplemental application will be available on October 6th to residency programs, even though you've submitted the application on September 29th. So, um, so it's a week. A week could be a pretty big deal, but certainly not as bad as a month. So if you if you delay submitting your supplemental application by week, let's say September 26th rather than 19th, and that's 19th by noon Eastern Standard Time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you miss that, then your supplemental application will not be available until October 6th. I believe that the first year programs are going to be a little bit lenient, but still the best course of action is to just have it ready on September 19th and, and complete your supplemental application. So September 29th certification deadline has come. Obviously, there may still be some stragglers, but to keep the ball rolling, what should our future docs be doing next while waiting for interviews? I think the best thing that you could be doing are audition rotations because that fills your gap and it keeps you true to what you said in your U.S. application about your future clinical rotations. And it will keep you in touch with patients uh, just like a U.S. senior is in touch with patients during their fourth year of electives as they're applying to uh, programs. And so Audition rotations are a fantastic way of keeping yourself relevant and competitive. Other things that you could be doing, assuming that you've submitted your application and uh, you've already submitted your supplemental application, and you're just waiting to hear from programs. I would give them, uh, I would give them a couple of weeks before I start calling them, uh, and just you have to assume that each program, on average, they receive anywhere between two to six thousand applications, and uh, so that that's a lot of applications to go through, and it is humanly impossible to to be able to vet through everything uh, holistically. So give them a couple of weeks before you contact them. With regard to contacting program, is there a professional protocol to follow? How should we best contact the program? Should we call, email, or show up at their door? Yeah, certainly not show up at their door. Email, I think, is, is also not uh, that helpful. You can certainly email, but only expect uh, you know a pop, possibly a 5% chance of them opening your email. And so the best thing to do is to call. And calling can get pretty exhaustive. And sometimes it becomes a full-time job for weeks if you've applied to many programs. And so you have to call until somebody picks up the phone. And when they do, you have to be very, very quick. Introduce yourself very quickly. And the whole thing should not take more than 15 seconds. And just let them know that you're incredibly interested in the program and you've applied. And you have not heard back. And you know that there's a lot of applicants there. And so you just want to see if there's any way they can pull your application up so that it gets, it gets their, they get their eye on it. But also this year, uh, in order to combat that a bit, ERAS in their supplemental application has included pro program signaling. So if you're applying to internal medicine categorical or internal medicine preliminary, you get five programs 
in each category that you can send signals that says, hey, I'm pretty interested. It's kind of like a letter of intent, but for a very, very select few programs, five. Five, internal medicine categorical, five, internal medicine preliminary, five, general surgery, and three, dermatology. That does not mean that you want to apply to three different specialties and both preliminary and categorical internal medicines. That just is, is, the, is, the, is the maximum number of programs that you can signal that you're interested in. But again, that's not enough, right? Because you're, you're, most of us would go anywhere to do a residency. So, uh, so that five doesn't even scratch the surface. So you may end up having to make phone calls anyway, or ERAS is going to have to make some uh, special reconsiderations on, on increasing those number of program signalings. I see. For the AC Medical Match certified members, what should they be doing next? So we have a lot of office hours. We love a lot of touch points. We want to be involved. We want to have a say-so in almost all aspects of your residency application. So keep coming up to office hours. Uh, with myself, go to our career development office hours with Dr. Parisi and with Cody Fan, and and uh, they they're they're incredible help with with regards to your application. So you're you're preparing your entire package for that 60 second fi first impression review of myself, which which I do in in my special session office hours, which are right. Uh, they're going to start in September, the entire month of September. And so uh, the idea is to have a first impression on your entire residency application package that withstands the test of time. Again, if you maintain our interest for more than you know 60 seconds, then your application is probably in a, in, a, in a good shape, probably, and it could be certified. But I provide the right feedback with regards to each application, and you'll, you'll know uh, when to certify uh, your ERAS. Thank you, Dr. Mazzani. That concludes this Future Docs podcast episode. If you're listening to this podcast, be sure to watch the video form on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash AC Medical Org. And uh, for all of our listeners and those that are watching, you may feel that it's a little bit too late to become an AC Medical member in September because uh, we, we have an August 14th a deadline that we requested that all documents be submitted. We still offer fast revised services. We have, uh, still offer private consultations. We have urgent private consultations. So there's a lot of things that we can do for you, even right up to the final hours of September 28th and even after. So don't lose hope. There's a, every year we, uh, you know, I would say about 10% of our members and non-members, clients of AC Medical, they've, uh, They've joined us last minute, 30 days before the ERAS application certification date, and, and we were able to make some significant changes to their entire application package. So uh, we certainly appreciate your trust, and, and uh, cheers to the 2022 match season. It is here. As always, thank you for your time, Dr. Mazzani, and for our future docs. We will catch you next week. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to our podcast. We'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.